What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. Before we jump in today's episode, you know, we received an email right now. For those of you that don't know what's going on, we uh, got the 60-Day Shred Challenge going on right now, and everyone is killing it. So shout out to all of those of you who are in it. We took 50 people, you know, plus we allowed some of our current clients, you know, whose goals aligned with it to kind of jump into that. And it has been absolutely kicking off. People are getting insane results left right and center the community's building off each other which is awesome so i want to give a special birthday shout out to my client melanie um she's amazing and just wanted to go ahead i believe her birthday is on the 10th um well long story short essentially her husband messaged me said you know she's been a big fan of the show she's really excited that she was able to jump into the challenge and he wanted to know if we could go ahead and do a special birthday shout out so i don't think we've done birthday shout outs but i think Never. it's a, a cool thing and melanie's off to a great start seems like an amazing person and definitely got a great husband there uh you know really supporting you which i think goes such a long way so you know shout out for that obviously yeah and he even said she's two days into the shred and loving it great work on that thing we love listening to the podcast too so yeah i mean it's so cool like honestly every single day i wake up now like even though we're three days well i guess by now we're about one weekend but it's just so exciting to see like the community that we've built and like i just wasn't expecting this many awesome people to be in in that same group the same chat everything but i mean uh it's been really fun and yeah I'm, i'm glad melanie's loving it and uh thanks for supporting as well jason and thanks for sending us the email All right. What's your quote for the week? My quote for the week is, uh, let me see. I'll just pull it up here. Fitness is not about being better than someone else. It's about being better than you used to be. And I'm sure we've touched on this in the past, but the reason I just wanted to bring this up is because we do have this uh, 60 day shred, uh, as you guys know. And, uh, you know, we have some pretty intense challenges within this shred. And even for me personally, it makes me a little uncomfortable. Like the fact that we uh, had set up like a guideline that we can't have any like cheat meals for the next 60 days. Um, So for me, like, honestly, I'm just focusing on trying to be better than I've ever been and trying to just become like the best version of myself. And, you know, while it sounds a little cliche, I think every single person in this group um, is like literally rooting for each other. Like someone will make a post of their meal and every, every person's like awesome, like asking questions. It's like really cool to see that literally every single person's like, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's become better together. And that's what we're all trying to do. And that's what we're all about. And I believe that's how we're, uh, we're going to see the best results in the next 60 days and for the rest of our lives. That's awesome. So I don't so much have a quote as I do a mantra, and I'm sure I shared it before, but right now it's just at the forefront of my mind, and that's just to embrace the suck. Um, So for those of you obviously that know, we have that 60-day challenge going on, and a lot of people stepped up and did it. And you know, this challenge is really about pushing limits and being uncomfortable for 60 days. You know, it's doing the things that aren't necessarily easy. So we have four daily challenges that everyone is required to do, and you know, some of those things are like no cheat meals, which is a little crazy. You know, like it's tempting to just you know want to have everything kind of come to you and. Even I'm reading an audiobook right now. I guess this goes into my rant uh, even. but For the thoughts. <laughs> they, yeah, they were saying how essentially, you know, we were never meant to be put in this place where, you know, we're in hyper comfort, right? Like, whereas if I want anything within two seconds, I can get it delivered to me. Like, it even goes past, like, me having to go to the grocery store and getting it. You know, originally you'd have to go hunt for something, find it, hunt it, kill it, you know, eat it, right? It was a lot more complicated. But now, like, it's like, oh, you know, I'm feeling hungry. Let me just stuff my face with whatever, you know, I can get delivered to me or kind of get going on so this challenge was going against that and just you know my my big thing this week is i challenge everyone to be uncomfortable 
And, you know, once again, same with that challenge. A lot of you, you know, obviously we offered everyone the opportunity to jump into it. And a lot of people didn't. I think if you didn't, you got to ask yourself why, you know, like, are you, you know, just only allowing yourself to do the things that are comfortable to you that produce success. And me and Kyle were talking a lot about, you know, why we think people don't get results a lot of the time and you know we were talking about levels of commitment right if you commit to fitness 50 percent in 50 percent out you know you're essentially doing nothing right like fitness and it's it's so tied with your lifestyle and your emotion and a big part of it's being uncomfortable like many times of the week you know i I do love the gym. I love working out, but many times I hate it. You know, I, I come in and I know I have to do some really heavy numbers and it won't make me feel the best. And I still have like a lot of pain from like the scar tissue on my shin and it sucks. It's it is, but it is what it is. So, you know, I embrace the uncomfort. Like I squat for my 20 minutes or whatever it takes me. I get it done, you know, deadlifts, things like this, you know, just committing to doing, you know, however much exercise and movement I'm doing for the day. And, you know, from that discomfort, it really helps you grow, right? That's how you can kind of take it to the the next level and same with eating you know if we just only did everything we wanted and had constant stimulus and if i just ate everything i ever wanted you know i'd be 350 pounds right so once again i I really just do encourage everyone to you know have some introspection really think you know like am i letting myself live too squishy a life you know and even with me like obviously a lot of my uh, norms in life have been challenged and stuff and i've just kind of learned eh the more I can be comfortable with being uncomfortable, the better I can do. And I made a little post in the group too about COVID, right? And how, you know, I said to all my clients, like, it seems like we we're on easy mode before at the gym. You could just go to a gym. There's no lineup. You do what you want. Equipment's right there. It's 10 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, whatever it is. You you go, you do it. You go to the grocery store, no lineups, whatever. And something like COVID would like kind of tested us all. It's like, okay, I'm going to take away your work. You're still going to work out. You're still going to work on yourself. And like all these things, right? And it really shows that like, if you can be comfortable being uncomfortable and doing the uncomfortable, it really will take, you know, a lot of the limitations off your life. So that's a rant and a thought. I love it, man. I mean, it's it's powerful and uh, it's, it's, there's no better fitting time than during this, you know, COVID stuff and during our 60 day challenge. So yeah. And yeah, unfortunately that's closed right now. If you miss yeah. it, you missed it. Um, we'll open up coaching probably in a bit right now or too full. So that's kind of closed up too. But, you know, even in everyday life, just see what you can do to go at it and, you know, do some things that push you out of your comfort zone, right? Like, you know, push it a little harder in the gym, try and go a little more to failure, you know, try to eat a little cleaner, try cooking something new. Drinking you know? more water. Yeah, like- drink some more water, like overcome these challenges. And, you know, I've really just, even from this group, you know, me and Kyle, when saying the challenges, we're like, ah. Oh, is this too hard? Is everyone going to do it? Like are people, Oh, you know, we spent a lot of thought, like a lot, a lot of time setting these and you know, we did them and I'm just seeing like the posts I'm seeing in this group. I really wish it was open to everyone. Maybe when it's all said and done, we'll open it up or something. It's just, it's so empowering to me, you know, like everyone who's like, Oh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this, but I saw everyone else is doing it. So I'm going to do it. Or it was Cinco de Mayo. And I, you know, I still found a way to eat healthy or I washed my family and I ate the healthy. Like, you know, it really shows that people are really committed to doing it for 60 days and having more water and all like I just so cool. You know, I I just love everything about it. So a huge shout to that. It's inspiring me, man. When I see these posts from everyone else, I'm like, Ooh, like, like everyone literally was posting about Cinco de Mayo. And I was like thinking of different things I want to do. I'm like, no, everyone else is doing it too. And, And that's why we always encourage every podcast, get some accountability, join a challenge, you know, have some extra, like literally if there's 50 people posting each day, which at this point there is, uh, there's no way any of us are going to fail over the next 60 days. So, um, my small thought as well is because as a, as you know, last episode, I was saying, I was reading the power of habit 
And this is very fitting for the um, 60 day challenge. We said, you know, no sweets, no cheat meals, whatever. So I basically got into the routine of um, finishing dessert. I mean, sorry, finishing my meal and automatically looking for a dessert. What can I find? Is it cookies? Is it ice cream? Is it whatever? I always stayed within my calorie intake, but the point is that um, I got into the habit. I got into a routine. So typically three things take place when we do have our, um, our, our constant habits. There's a cue. So for me, my cue was finishing my dinner. There was a routine. For me, my routine was grabbing the cookies um, or whatever it is, and then there's a reward. And the reward is obviously feeling full, feeling good, feeling satisfied. So literally all I had to do over the past two weeks is switch that routine because um, the cue is once again still finishing the dinner, but the routine was going and making a protein shake and then it still gives me the exact same reward. I still feel like I had a little bit of a sugary, you know, um, sensation and it kind of filled me up a little bit. And now literally I have that habit ingrained where every single time, you know, a little bit after dinner, instead of grabbing that cookie, I grab a protein shake, the habit's gone and it's really cool. And I think anyone who is looking to consistently get better at habits, one of the most important things is understanding how they take place and how you can fix it. So once again, if we keep that same cue and that same reward, but in the middle, we just break it down with a bit of a different routine, you're able to break any habit, whether it's smoking, whether it's drinking, whether it's eating healthier, whether it's working out. And I think it's really powerful. Once again, this book was really cool and uh, it's helped me out a lot, even realizing how do I break through it? Like, cause sometimes a lot of, th- you know, it's harder to just say that you're going to do it, but when you actually understand how to kind of fix it, even it's a lot, you know, it's easier said than done. And it's just my small little thought for the week. Yeah. And, you know, we're a big fan of challenging vices, right? And sometimes you got to say, hey, am I in control of my desserts? Or are they in control of me? Right. And once again, eating a dessert is a perfectly natural and healthy thing. And, you know, we're a huge fan of 80-20. But sometimes I think it's fun to challenge yourself and really say, hey, like, can I survive without desserts? Yeah. Like, am I truly there? I don't need it. And I really would like to do this with coffee. You know, I've always said I would and I haven't in a long time. But, you know, even um, in the book, The Compound Effect, Darren Hardy, he talks a lot about I don't know too much about it, but Catholicism, I think one month of the year, they'll take away a vice or something like that, right? And so for instance, whether it's overeating or it's playing too many video games or TV or coffee, and you're like saying, hey, is this the boss of me or am I the boss of it? Can I take it away and live with it? And you know, you kind of see how you feel and then you can kind of, you know, move on from there. So it's it's kind of a fun challenge. And that's why I think challenges are such a great format for this. Once again, a lot of these challenges are a little more hardcore, but we're basically saying, hey, we're gonna live like a pretty clean life here. We're gonna really sink our teeth into it. And you know, when this is all said and done, it'll be interesting to see how it changes and helps us kind of evolve into even better habits and developments. Yeah, I love it, man. Anyways, that's our little, our talk and kind of what's going on. But once again, if you are in the shred, I'm so proud of you. Everyone's killing it. So excited for that. We will run it again next year if you miss it out. Like seeing how good it's been and the response of everyone. And it just, it's absolutely crazy. So we'll run that next year as well. Obviously, we will open up coaching once uh, things settle down a little. For But for now, that's kind of closed Stay out. Tuned, yep. But yeah, if you want to get on like a wait list for that or whatever, you can email us, uh, contact at colossuswitness.com, and we'll let you know when some stuff uh, starts to get cooking again. Now, for our client shout-out for this week, I have a really exciting shout-out. And she actually asked me two really fun questions today that I'm going to slap in here as well. I want to shout-out my client, Shannon. Uh, I'm really proud of her. You know, she's come to me. 
you know, and she came. She wasn't someone who looked like horribly out of shape. You know, she could just she wanted to tighten up and become more fit and just become more healthy. And what I love about her is she's just done so much. I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, once again, you can see her transformation on her Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, black and white logo on Instagram. We post a lot of podcast stuff there too. So make sure you follow us real quick, but I'm just going to read uh, her testimonial she wrote up uh, for me. Let you tell you how much Colossus Fitness has changed me mentally and physically. When I first decided to join, I was super skeptical. I'd accidentally found their podcast, uh, listened for days, episode after episode. Finally, I took the jump to online coaching and it was the best decision of my life. With Josh as my coach, he listened to what I wanted and how I wanted to change my body composition. He put together an amazing personalized gym routine for me and my goals also set my macros and calories. When I originally started, I was so scared of the gym, but with all the tools they gave me, I was confident in no time. And that's what I loved about her. She said, I will not go to the gym. I am not comfortable. And now she's like a regular there, has all these friends. Everyone knows her. It's like the beast in there. You know, I think that's just a really cool tidbit, right? Like and online coaching really does go a lot past fitness and all the time people are like, man you're like my therapist like you know you i'm able to just tell you things in the weekly update and you know that's what we love about it too like with i'm a firm believer that being more fit and healthy and confident you know your body is your first mechanism of presentation by improving that and really investing in your health not only do you feel better you look better gives you more swagger it gives you more confidence and it just carries over in every aspect of life so you know getting your body right getting your fitness right it just says a lot you know you're walking in down the street or into a job interview and they go wow this person they got together they take care of themselves it it speaks a lot about you and your character so i think that's pretty awesome but anyways back to the testimonial it has boosted me to change my life in other ways than just fitness i quit smoking took control of my shopping addiction and also made sure i had me time to reflect being a mom i never did that and that's exactly Dang. what I'm talking about, folks, right? You see how it carries forward? Like quitting smoking alone is like the craziest, biggest life change. And I mean, even, you know, you can see between the two photos, her face, like it's just, it, it goes so much past it. Your skin's better. Like once again, and that's what online coaching really is about. And that's what we wanted people to, you know, kind of get into online coaching at three different levels with this challenge. You know, we had some more affordable options. So we're going to try to find a way to improve accessibility, especially for people at different price points. So that is something we're going to do in the future. But anyways, you can read the rest of the testimonial, see the photos, see the change there, uh, you know, get a little fired up. Now, without further ado, into the question. So I'm going to ask uh, one of her first questions to you, Kyle. Ooh. I answered her, but you can answer it okay. to everyone. Okay. Is it normal that my biceps are weaker than my triceps? Ooh, my biceps are weaker than my triceps. I mean, like for me personally, I well, obviously the triceps make up, you know, two thirds of the arm and the biceps is one third. I do believe that we all have our strong suits. For me personally, I've always hammered like, chest and shoulders and stuff a little bit harder i think my triceps are, are significantly stronger um oh this is a tough one though like it, i guess like how, how do we how are we gauging that they're stronger like she just notices her triceps are really strong and her biceps aren't as strong right um it's like well my answer long like tricep try right obviously i mean yeah, i think three. it's from latin not from greek i always thought it was from greek but now i can actually yeah. count to 10 in greek so I have a client when I train her. I was I try to like learn the language of how to count. I love that because uh, it's kind of funny. But anyways, try right. It means three heads. So you have three tricep heads, whereas you have two biceps heads. So usually the what you'll hear is the tricep makes up sixty percent of the arm, mm -hmm. and that's why if you do want to improve your arms, one of the best things you can do is improve those triceps. And then my answer was, of course, it's natural. If yeah. you think of the biceps movement pattern, it's a curl towards the body. And I couldn't tell you an example of any form you use this in life mm -hmm. aside from pumping up to go to the beach 
beach. Uh, the exception is they're more of a stabilizer with deadlifts and lifting things up. And yeah. they do have a component. Whereas pushing movements, you will use a lot more regularly, especially in exercise, and your body's more prone and primed to do that. So it's very natural. Even for me, I could probably, for eight reps, do push downs with. 240 pounds or so whereas for eight reps with curls maybe 160 something like that and it'd be probably a little sloppy yeah i was just thinking of like the comparison because that's a really good way to tell like the difference of the tricep pushdown versus like the the rope bicep curl like the difference right there and yeah exactly and once again too you know if you have massive biceps and little triceps are huge freaking triceps and no biceps you know maybe you do want to address that in programming but it is a natural thing and it's the same as saying why don't i burn as many calories on my chest workout versus my leg workout and i would say well look at your chest like your your chest you know it's kind of funny that a chest gets its own day whereas you know you don't have a quad day necessarily or ham day or glute day right when those are actually comprised of significantly more muscles Mm -hmm. than just the chest right like we don't necessarily give them the same attention so when you're doing legs you're actually doing glutes quads hams adductors abductors um calves you're also using your back your abs as stabilizers like you're using a lot more muscles you're going to move more tonnage and you are just naturally going to burn more calories so sometimes you got to look past the obvious and you have to look at a muscle's purpose and function and same with chess you know it's funny I had a hockey fitness class in school, very Canadian. So for one of my high school courses, we had hockey fitness. So we'd be on the ice uh, twice in the week and we'd go to like our local gym three days of the week and just work out. And of course, like, you know, you're looking at a bunch of 11th graders in high school, right? And everyone's just on the bench press. And our coaches always go, get off the bench press. Hmm. What do you need your chest for in hockey? (laughs) And then it was always like, you know, do dynamic work, core work, right? Like, (laughs) I love it. But it's pretty true. Like, if you think about it, like, what does a hockey player really need? Like, you fall down, you get up, I guess. Like, but at the end of the day, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. And even like when, when programming, there's literally like for biceps, you can like direct bicep work. There's there's curls 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 for the triceps like there's just so many different things like the skull crushers the overhead extensions and you know there's just we we tend to program more for the triceps not only because there's a lot more to do but also because it makes up most of your 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 arms like a majority of your arms so it's definitely like for me i have I've never really cared that like my biceps are like just not nearly as strong and uh i, I you know similar to what josh was saying it's definitely uh it's definitely normal to uh to have a stronger triceps than biceps but you definitely do want to like address your weak spots for sure right? yeah like even kyle like i have better um natural you know anatomy for biceps like mine are like a little longer when i flex it looks a little better kyle's are like kind of shorter so maybe he wants to spend a little more time on there whereas my shoulders relative to kyle's are like a joke like it looks like a child versus like a grown man like his pop out they're veiny right so i know that's my weakness i know genetically that's not my natural gift so maybe I should be subbing more shoulder volume, whereas Kyle can get away with less shoulder volume, more, but subbing more bicep volume, right? And so everyone has their benefits and negatives of their physique. You just got to be able to understand it. And with online coaching, before we make a routine, usually, um, you know, we'll have everyone submit their physique photos because I can really get a conception of what's going on, what's actually strong, what's not strong. And, you know, just because you don't have great genetics for something, it's not the end of the world. You just might have to give it a little more TLC. I love it, man. Same with my calves. Yeah. I'm doing calves hard, man. I love it. 
Yeah, so that's a fun one. Okay, her next question. I really like this one too. Um, so especially with the challenge, once again, sorry to you know keep hitting this, but a lot of people are posting you know workout done and they're showing their Fitbit or Apple Watch or total calories burned. So Shannon said, so question, I have a Fitbit. Why do I see that other people burn so many more calories like me? Like today, I legit worked so hard, pushed super hard, lift heavier than ever for over an hour and only burned 231 calories. Is everyone just different because of size or am I not working hard enough? How much did she burn? Sorry. 231. Okay. Interesting. Right. Um, and then, so my answer to her was, you know, I personally think a ton of it is relative to how hard you work. And once again, I'm going to get deeper into this, but for me, if I'm goofing about and I'm on my phone and I'm Googling in between and, you know, answering people and doing all these things and I'm not in it, it's hard to explain. Like if, if I'm not intentional, there's two states of my lifting. You know, I can do it. I can do just the same amount of weight. But if I'm not aware and I'm not squeezing, I'm not mentally focused, I'll find on my Apple Watch I'll burn about like 300 total cals probably in an hour. Whereas if I'm dialed in, it should be anywhere between, you know, 600 to 800 in an hour. Usually I try and go 90 minutes. But, you know, there is a huge difference between being dialed in, you know, pushing to your proper IRRs and intensity and getting at it. Saying so, is it even a comparison to compare, you know, a woman who's 120 pounds with a man who's 210 pounds? You know, it's two different stories. And obviously, if you're lifting, you know, 400 pounds for reps, 500 pounds for reps, you're going to have some high output. My heart rate's right up there. You know, you really kind of can just like dig into that data a little bit more. Um, but so once again, there, there is a lot of things to consider. I think they do calculate off, you know, your base weight, things like that, your height, you know, obviously your heart rate, and then it can kind of calculate the burn. So, you know, to compare yourself once again, as a 120 pound female to 220 pound male, I don't know. And it's not even, you know, we'll compare to each other just for fun. Um, but at the end of the day, you should know your number. Like to me, I know I'm killing it. If I can get over a thousand total cal in 90 minutes, and I know I'm slacking real hard if I'm like under 600. So, you know, I personally just like using it as another mechanism to gauge to myself and to be real with myself. Like, hey, buddy, are you pushing it or not? Uh, but what do you what do you think? Yeah, there's two things I, I'd like to say as well as um, even if like it, in terms of progress, like let's say uh, I'll use the example, you know, yesterday I went for a 5K run in 22 minutes. I burned 340 calories. Now for strength training on, let's say, an upper body day to be able to burn that amount of calories, it would take me probably about an hour and that's if I'm actually still like pushing it and I'm, I'm doing what I can so it also depends on like the types of programming and workouts other people are doing like at home we've had to do some more like you know higher intensity stuff but like the point is that this 5k run it probably isn't going to really help me in terms of progress in terms of muscle gain in terms of my actual physique aside from me burning calories and just feeling good afterwards in comparison so that's why I try not to look at like the direct calories as much like similar to Josh, just knowing like where you should be and what is the best like state for you in terms of like actually seeing progress in terms of getting your heart rate up in terms of like um, doing what you adequately adequately can from home and not just like looking at that number. Cause if I did really only look at that number, I would be doing supersets and, and, and jumping around like crazy and like high intensity things in between, like, like, like any, like, like, I don't even know what I'm going to say here, but the point is that's not really going to help me get stronger and just that number isn't everything, but it's something to be mindful of. And then the other thing is um, I've seen someone, for example, who would come in for personal training and he used to for an hour, let's say, burn 500 calories um, on his, you know, uh, on his Samsung watch or it was, it was something like that. And then when, when he switched over to a different watch, like one of those like Fitbits or whatever, he was down to like 
250 or 300 so like that's a huge discrepancy and literally nothing had changed just that he had a different watch and that some of these things aren't always 100 percent accurate like the apple watch i believe is like very like solid and and i can trust it and like kind of gauge progress within that same apple watch but sometimes they're different like people are using apple watches and then people are using fitbits and people are using like a just different like straps and and it, it can be very different so it's it's hard to give a full answer for that but that's my feedback yeah i think that's a fantastic answer and see once again it does depend really right and another thing too you have to think experience um if you're a new lifter perhaps you're deadlifting 135, it's killing you, right? But your body still is moving only 135 pounds for reps, right? Whereas for me, to get to the same output, you know, I'll be lifting 405 pounds, right? And obviously my body's gonna have to work a lot harder, well, not necessarily harder, but it's more efficient at moving more weight. But you know, the actual load does come into effect. So if you're moving a lot of weight quite frequently, you're actually gonna be able to stack it up a little bit more. And that is something that will come uh, with time. Yeah, great question though, I love it. Um, what's next? So we got another one. Uh, this is from our boy Dean shout out to you, bro. Uh, does the body have like a set point where you will have to push yourself up or down on calories a certain way to gain or lose? Like basically what he's trying to say is does the body try and stay at a point at a weight when being forced to change? So set point is a theory in like that. For instance, everyone can know for me, I can eat whatever I want, you know, pretty much I'll go to 220. That's kind of where, like if I didn't weigh in for two months, Mm -hmm. I just ate like I wanted, I'd end up at about 220. Like we all have that kind of weight that we always kind of float to. And it's very hard for us to go over or under that weight, but that's kind of like our weight, Uh. right? Now this has been kind of like, you know, worked against in science, but some people still think it's technically a thing. So the goal is like, it's a set weight that our body naturally wants to be off of. But more than anything, you know, they're starting to think, you know, it's not like your body inherently wants to be a weight. It's just probably the weight that you average out at, you know, based on your movement, your eating history, all these things. So that's probably what will cause you to kind of come to that area, right? So he's kind of saying like, does this exist? Um, you know, or is it like, and then is it really hard to move from that? So I think it's more so a question of like, what do you, what are your opinions at that point? You know, I think, I think it's true in the sense of like, you know, obviously I think there's just more factors that we think that come into play to kind of bring us around that set weight. And it can be pretty tough to get away from it because if these are the factors you're most common to, I think it takes significant change to break from it. So once again, for me to actually lose from 220, you know, I got to get into gear. I got to start doing some cardio. I got to start eating less and I'll pop from it pretty quick. Um, but if I only like reduce 300 calories, I'll say it about 220. So I think that's the best way I can try mm. and answer it. Yeah, that makes sense. I think there is a certain point where like my body just wants to be like one, like low 170s. And that's where it's like most comfortable. That's where like you don't have to be doing any type of deficit or like surplus or whatever. But once I get down into like the 160s and like I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for that, like my body doesn't want me to be there and uh, I have to work like super hard. So like. It's definitely easier just to live your life. Like I wish I had a point where I was just like constantly super lean, but like at a point where I could literally eat whatever I want. But I guess some people are blessed in that way for sure. Stay blessed, fam. Stay blessed. All right. What's, uh, David's a got a one. nice question. This is a good question. We need to address this right now because things are opening up. I've, I've got probably three client texts saying, hey, can you make me a, a, an at, um, a, a program for the gym? So, you know, I don't know when everything's opening up around the world, but this is this is a good one. Yeah, I'm starting to hear more and more. Hey, my gym's open next week, two weeks. Like, it seems like, you know, they're going to get back into that pretty soon. Uh, Kyle was saying something about there being like limits. I mean, that kind of makes sense. That doesn't, you know, surprise me too much. But 
Yeah. So, I mean, this is a good question. As I plan to go back to the gym, what advice do you have for making the transition back beyond the considerations such as easing slowly into weight, reps intensity? What should I be mindful given I'm inclined to push really hard out of the gate? So this is from David, assuming he probably just would want to go in the gym and just absolutely destroy it um, and destroy every barbell he can. He's just asking what kind of tips do we have for getting back into the gym safely and efficiently? I mean, I'd say just like, honestly especially for like legs and stuff like you're not going to be you're not getting the same stimulation as you would with like you just want to get to the point where like it's literally probably been two to three months that you've like lifted really heavy i'm fortunate that i haven't taken a, a massive break from like the leg volume and stuff but i would just like he's pretty much said it like just ease into it like with the weight like i don't have a whole lot to say like you just be careful with your form like recheck everything make sure you've got the patterns down and uh you know because sometimes things can shift if you're using just body weight or like very light weights and just you know be careful and, and make sure you're just not overdoing it like do what you need to do but try not to like overdo it like even at home let's say for example sometimes they're at home workouts are taking an hour and a half but if you go right from doing that and then just like the exact same thing with just like hundreds and hundreds of pounds i just feel like it could be you know a, a bit of a thing where you may potentially hurt yourself but i mean i'm not too concerned with that i think most people will be kind of smart enough to know what to do but that's really all i have to say yeah i mean once again i i would there's definitely some things i would consider like you know i would prepare yourself to go in and you know feel a little bit more exerted probably doing less than you did before obviously you just need to reacclimate you know to moving that volume and once again you know the factors have adjusted right you know get used to transitioning to a little longer rest you know be prepared to lift a little less you know kind of go in maybe give yourself a 20 percent kind of window where you do about 20 percent less than you were and you'll find the muscle memory will kick in real quick in terms of strength and endurance because you should have developed quite a lot of endurance from those home workouts so you know maybe do 20 percent less so i'm doing 200 pounds on the cable row i'll do 160 pounds in place of that uh, kind of get used to it, be able to build that confidence and expect to be very sore, right? Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you're killing it. It's just your muscles aren't used to being inflamed in that regard, you know, from the extra load. And it's just, it's going to be an adjustment, but otherwise it should be business as usual and maybe spend a bit more time warming up. You know, you could even film some of your sets to make sure your form's tight and that you haven't built any bad habits. Um, but more or less, just be ready to kind of jump in there. Maybe the first week, like I said, give that little bit of a buffer to build the confidence, come back into it. But by week two, you know, it should be business yeah. as usual in my opinion. I have a really good point I actually just thought about while Josh was talking and I want you to also make sure that you're not like I know there's some people I really have to nail down and tell themselves no you're not weaker you are strong you can do this and I don't say that just to be motivational but I think some people like if you go into the gym and just think that like every time you do something that you just became the weakest person in the world and that you're everything you just lost everything you've been working towards and just that like you're 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 completely messed up and you have nowhere to go like it's gonna take you a lot longer and it's gonna be a very painful experience just go in knowing hey listen like this is a reality i'm ready to get back into it like josh said take a little bit of a a step back like like a tiny bit you know give that yourself that buffer but if you go in just with that absolutely horrible mindset of just like uh, you know just I don't even know exactly how to explain it, but just if you're like really like mentally defeated every time you do something, like it's gonna it's gonna really mess you up, and it's gonna take you like probably a month of of getting back into it if you if you just believe that you're weak and you lost everything, and you know your muscles remember exactly what it was doing. You've just been still doing some more patterns, assuming that you've been doing at home workouts. You've still been going going through those squats, those lunges, and stuff, and just you know go in with a positive mindset, and you'll be good to go. That's awesome. That's a solid answer there. Yeah. 
How are we looking for time here? Um, let's see. Time, time, time. Uh, probably thirty. We could get minutes. one more in. We yeah. got another, another beauty ready to go. Another, another question. Uh, this is man. These are these are some interesting. As we've kind of gone through like all those easier questions, like these are getting like more intense. We people have been asking us things that we've just never been asked before. So it's kind of cool. Like, um, I'm just excited to go back to normal. Me too, gym, man. Gym and fit. You know, we've kind of had to dance around this and answer. You know, more specific to these times. Whereas, you know, so I feel like I'm using like five percent of my knowledge base. Whereas. Yeah. A lot of it, you know, I want to use a bunch of different areas too. So we're looking yeah, like, forward to that. Because we don't want to just talk about like heavy squats and heavy everything when we know a lot of you are doing like have dumbbells maybe up to 20 and are doing like, you know, some we prescribed maybe three by 30 with like a um, whatever you have access to. Whereas we're just like really excited to get back into the whole gym talk, uploading the videos. Like we have a couple YouTube videos queued up of overhead um, cable extensions and, and seated um, machine rows that we want to upload when everyone gets back. But um, yeah, so we've been having to answer these things that aren't full gym related, but still fitness related. So what do you, uh, how do you tell what's stomach fat, stomach bloat or extra skin? Do you guys suck in your stomach when shirtless or is that just your abs there in a nutshell? Um, so pretty much anytime I want to take a good photo, I'll carb up a ton, have a lot of sodium and I'll actually pull out a lot of the water. So if you think of love handles, you hold a lot of water there and it doesn't matter how lean you are, you know, unless you kind of peek out and peek intelligently, you will hold a little bit of water there. So I've even seen people that are like insanely lean and like, Oh, I want to get rid of this. And like, it's tough because if you think of how much of your composition is water, um, you know, without completely removing that water from your system, it won't work. So that's why photo shoots, competitions, you usually do a carb kind of carb manipulation right it's called peaking uh, and there's many different ways to do it a lot of people front load a lot of people back load uh, there are different components of that and that's more of an advanced philosophy but you know i'll take care of that for all my clients who are you know looking to compete or they need to peak out for any of this reason so you'll manipulate these factors to really present someone as being full and tight because you want to manipulate where that water is you don't just want it to be loose and you know once again we've talked a lot about the dieting phenomenon where you're eating less and you're leaning out so your muscles aren't as full right and you're you know not as big so that's why you can look really sucked dry and then the second you know you overeat or really push back up calories you look tight you look big you look better so once again water is a big component of that there is loose skin especially for a lot of people that lose a lot of weight so if you expect to be able to walk around looking you know like photo lean uh, it doesn't matter even if you're dice beyond belief like i've had vein in my abs you will hold a touch of water especially on the sides whereas you know below your belly button the lower section of your abs you can really pull that out uh, and really lean out as you do lose weight so that's kind of what's going on um when shirtless though i always flex my abs like even right now i'm flexing my abs i make a component of it you never want your stomach to hang loose there's no need for that you know if you just find a way to kind of get yourself going even if you put like a yellow sticky on every door frame in your house so anytime you see a yellow sticky it says to you shoot suck in my stomach flex if you can just get away with like for a week you'll probably do it the rest of your life and i swear you'll have better abs because of it i remember in like grade seven or something i'm like oh no i'm getting a stomach i better you know someone said always flex always be braced and you know that will also transfer to having better posture and doing all these great things so i make a habit to always have my abs engaged you know it's your core it's the center of your body and by keeping that tight and aware and now everyone listening to this is squeezing their abs i know it oh, yeah, I so keep too. going don't don't stop when the episode stops you know find a way even a little reminder on the phone make a habit of it and you're actually teaching those abs to be in that strong contracted position and that's just going to help you in every aspect of life so that's a really really fun kind of question yeah and and he sent me um for his 60 day shred this is my client dean uh two photos one of them was like belly sticking out like just 
everything looked looking i mean it was just funny because he did this on purpose and you could see that like his shoulders are rolled forward he's just like looks unconfident and like there's obviously no abs there but then as soon as he sent the next one with like his stomach completely flexed the core tight like you can see like all six abs you can see the shoulder like everything just looks a hundred times better so um it's just one of those things like the abs are always should always be like on on point you know what i mean like they should always be like at a point where your core is like nice and tight so that's literally all it is like when you flex your abs is like you're or sorry when you um yeah, when you take that, uh, when you take that photo, or when you like are just talking about being uh, shirtless, your stomach is always just like not fully flexed, but like your core is tight. You know, like it doesn't have to be a hundred percent like you're you're flexing as if someone's about to punch you as hard as they can. But just be prepared for that little punch and 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 go about your day with that stomach nice and tight, and, and you'll feel better, you'll look better, your posture will be better, and uh, it, there's just so many benefits to it. So, yeah. All right, thank you so much for listening. As always tuning in for another episode hopefully gyms are opening up for everyone surely um but you know surely but surely what is that yeah slowly but surely slowly but slowly surely but that's surely. the one i realize actually a, a good question i kind of want to say real quick is uh do you think it's safe to go back to the gym right now oh. what, are your, what are your thoughts on that because i've had a few clients ask me oh. personally like how do you feel about all this like gyms are opening but should i go i mean like it's that's tough our title buddy so yeah, for me, like, I'm just, uh, I don't honestly want to like, you know, go to a good life and stuff. I just, for, for me, we have a personal gym. I'm very happy here. I just for, like a lot of people are literally going to grocery stores. Every place that I find that people are going into, there's literally like a higher chance, like the grocery store, the auto store. Like there's been a bunch of places I've had to go recently. And I'm just like, if I go to a gym, like let's say three times a week and I'm very careful and like, I think it depends on the gym and, and the control that you can you can take in like the gym here that we are lucky to rent out we can literally manipulate everything and make sure everything is perfect whereas like the good lives and the other places there may still be a lot of inconsiderate people going there so i think it's personally like fine but it depends on what you're comfortable with and um i don't know man that's a tough one see i in a way i think it's a better time than ever because you know everyone knows wipe your machines down and stuff but it's just super easy to get sloppy with it and you know i wasn't the best for it at all I admit you know the only time i'd really kind of go about it was when i saw someone sweated it up like crazy you know but gyms if you think about it a lot's going on people are going when they're sick and things like that whereas i think going forward if someone's sick they will kind of stay at home or they'll be more weary to stay at home and people are going to be wiping machines washing hands so you know if anything in my opinion it's probably the best time because if you consider we went all this time with the flu with all these other things going on and didn't really think twice about it but you know saying so it's really up to you like the way i see it it's only a decision you can make i'm not in a rush necessarily to go to good life like kyle said because thankfully i do have an alternative but if i was completely out of the gym i would very much so be in a rush uh to go i think if you go you know obviously do the recommended things stay six feet uh wipe everything down wash your hands maybe bring a sanitizer you know be intelligent about it but it is a personal decision that will have to be made and obviously bearing a vaccine you know it's going to have to be something you're going to have to decide in your head because if you're not going to go until it's solved i don't necessarily think it will be solved i think we're just going to have to learn with live with it um but i am definitely not a you know a doctor or someone in the medical field i'm lucky that we train a lot of nurses and shout out to a lot of nurses but once again this is a very personal decision however my answer you know once again is I would be pretty comfortable right now. I just think I would take, you know, the safest precautions I can. But I think this is where you really need to analyze it. And I think if you are doing things like that, you know, 
do your role to you know stay away from people that are high risk and keep your distance from others but at some point i feel like you know life's gotta start to go back yeah and even for me like truthfully throughout all this i've been pretty comfortable like you know going a lot of places like i've been limiting everywhere but like i can't say there's a point where i've been like crazy i guess you could say like concerned or scared i don't know if that's the greatest thing to say i'm just i've been limiting but it's kind of like i'm not like there's some people who are just like you know what i want to like i want everything gone i just need to stay home and that's totally fine and that's you know you've been social distancing and i've been social distancing and it's been awesome but i think one of the coolest things that has been taken from all this is every one of our online clients and in-person clients that has actually been able to learn that they don't fully need to always go to the gym and they have a cool option that they have maybe bought some light dumbbells or some you know some bands or something like that and it's just a really cool thing and I think a lot good will come from this knowing that hey you know if that 20 minute drive to the gym and 20 minute drive back is a little bit too much for you today that you still have a couple things at home from the workouts we've sent you or the, the things that we've talked about and I think it's a lot of good things will come from it like one of my clients who felt like she always needed to go to the gym now she's got 20 20 pound dumbbells at home and 15 and I've shown her a bunch of cool things she can do with it and she's like wow I really don't even need to go out to a gym right now and I can cancel that part of my life that was causing a bit of stress and I can do stuff from home so yeah just a random side thought to kind of end this up well I know even a lot of people are kind of like you know I don't want to have this and anyone else's control I'm investing in a home gym and yeah hey you know I now I'm starting to you know my my stance was I don't know if most people use it but you know, now if you if you have the ability to and you know you will, hey, maybe it's worth starting to, to you know to float into that territory, right? We've even actually been kind of accumulating a few things here at the studio, you know, just so we have them always, no matter what goes down, you know, just little things like a bar and a bench. But I think it's good to have. Um, so yeah, that's that's our thoughts. I, obviously, it's completely up to you. It's up to what you're allowed to do, your state, your personal situation. There's a million factors to weigh, but I know a lot of people were curious as where we landed with that. So yeah, wanted to throw that one out there. Like, but sorry to add, and, and just yeah. like if you're gonna be constantly anxious and it's like. It's just the way you feel and and it's going to cause you more stress. I'd say just maybe wait it out. But like someone, what I was trying to get at for my situation is I believe I honestly feel very comfortable and same with Josh. And it's one of those things where you have to gauge like there's not a one size fits all. But if it's something that you're like, hey, you know what? I can do this. Um, I'm going to keep my distance. I'm going to wipe everything. I'm going to, you know, feel good and comfortable and it's going to give me more good than bad. Then then go for it and uh, just do what you need to do once everything opens up. Right. Yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening today, for tuning in. Um, you know, especially if you stay till the end, you're the best. Uh, you can always catch up with us on Instagram at Colossus Fit. Uh, you know, we'd love to get some more questions for Mailbox Monday, so feel free to DM us. Or you can submit them through our website, uh, www.colossusfitness.com. We have a section for the podcast where you can submit all your Mailbox Monday questions uh, and let us know, you know, what's on your mind, especially as we get into this transitional time. Uh, we've had some really fun new questions today, so we're always thankful for those. That's it for me. Peace. Peace.